The soul uses crisis to wake up, unless you study astrology, and then you get the shortcut. You think this is a mistake, said the astrologer? How come I can look at every single person's chart without fail for 45 years, and I always read them like a book? The one thing I trust is the sun will come up tomorrow in the exact increment, and we can predict it, and it's been going on for 4,000 years. Deborah Silverman in the house, fresh out of Boulder, fresh from Kauai. We connected two weeks ago at that event with our epic brothers and sisters. You came on stage and just ripped it. I was inspired. Uh, Usually when it comes to astrologists, my skeptic nature is always standing there and wanting to discern. I felt your truth. I felt your fire. We have a lot of mutual friends. And now you're here on Wake the Fake Up in Laguna Beach It is an honor to have you here. How are you? I'm so excited. It's so amazing to me how chemistry and choreography and how stars get to sit next to each other or constellations and you can't coordinate it with your mind. How I don't even know where I am, tell the truth. I feel you. That's like getting out of the mind and getting out of our own way sometimes and letting it all just kind of pull us together. But in order for that to happen, we have to be hitting on synchronicities. We have to believe in the synchronicities. We have to believe in our path and our purpose and not just think it's just some random coil spinning around randomly, right? Right. There's some kind of strategy here, but there's also you know free will, right? There's a little bit of like, we have to step through it too, right? And I'm curious, before we get into all the different aspects, what is your take on free will, determinism, Let's astrology? get right to the bottom line, Mr. Yeah. Sagittarius. Yeah. Let's not waste any- Brass tacks Give here. us the base note. I think there's a lot of free will on small decisions, but who you married and your parents and the dogs you got and the illnesses, there are some faded hard rock truths that are coming your way. Now, how you respond? and your interpretation of those stories, they are definitely set in place by your karma. But there's this one free will button called, what will I do with the story? How will I interpret it? And what's the story I'll tell you about it? And once that freedom becomes available where you can rewrite the story, the narrative, with a higher perspective, the whole thing gets doable. But no one's leaving here without getting their heart broken, without having some illness, without being sad, without, like, this is the nature of the beast. And I wish they would have told us that. Why like, didn't they tell us They that? made it tricky. They Steiner, kind of, Steiner told us that. He said, everything you just said to perfection, that's exactly... Well, uh, all the highest level law. intelligence have yeah. said that, but the, we don't come into that. Yeah. That's an evolutionary stretch. You had to go seeking Steiner. Sure. I had to seek a straw. I started off going, blah, 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 blah. I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. How did they give me that family, I kept saying. Woody Allen wouldn't have had to change any of their outfits. They looked like this little Jewish family that talked so loud, and it just rattled my nervous system, and it went on for a long movie. I feel that. Wow, and what, what a journey you've been on. Okay, so now that we have that covered and we're on the same page, there are many forms of astrology. You know, I've, I've you know, dipped my toes into Vedic astrology. There's certainly Western astrology. There's relationship astrology. There's... You know, there's astrology that looks at your intimacy. There's astrology that looks at your financial freedom. There's astrology that looks medical astrology, all of that. Tell me a little bit about your background quickly, and then let's let's move right through it. So I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. So not only am I an astrologer, but I have a fascination with psychology. And I was trained by Alice Bailey. I don't know if you know her system. This is back in the 1900s. Alice Bailey was an elder, not unlike Steiner, not unlike Gurdjieff, or all the ex, like Blavatsky, all the old 1920s, 30s masters came in and gave us information. Yeah. 
So this material, for me, got found at a very young age. Alice Bailey specifically addresses astrology from an esoteric point of view, and the distinction is you're here for a reason, the soul has a purpose, and your rising sign, which is called the ascendant, is the whole point of the exercise. So you're rising into a higher part of yourself, and you're going to be dragged down by your childhood. You'll come in with a low frequency based on the times you grew up in, and then you have this free will button where you can go, this is so exciting, I want to learn about all the things from the gene keys to the astrology to the numerology to giving me my human design. All of that is an attempt in this generation to say, how do I get to that higher level? And that's my esoteric law is the soul, as distinct from the ego, had a purpose, but it's very subtle. Mm. It's usually presented by mistakes and crises. Yeah. It's usually through pain that you're going to... That's learn. where it reveals. Yeah. So the soul's right. not very friendly in, in the way that it does. I call it a slut. It will do any life experience at all. Be fat, be thin, be ill, be well, be uh, abused, be all of that. Doesn't discriminate. No, the soul goes, I'm so excited. We're going to go down there and do what? And your ego goes, excuse me? Like, I don't want to do any of that. I want right. to go down there and look cool and be acceptable and follow my societal. And the soul goes, okay, good luck with that. So the dilemma so it's is a push and pull. It's a it's, war. It's inside. It's a right. war. Okay. I feel that. And as soon as you get to your rising sign, Mr. Scorpio, as soon as you get <laughs> to your higher self, which is what you display, a deep appetite for asking the hardest questions, you're suddenly letting your ego stand over there a little bit. Okay, so the, okay, this is fascinating. So we incarnated in the fifth epoch, whatever this is, dense times, Kali Yuga, whatever you want to call it. Very dense world. We've kind of are operating from the lower levels, materialism, mechanism. Science has become the new religion, fake science. And now we're given an opportunity to understand what our rising is and what it represents. So let's walk through that. Tell me a little bit more about that. So well said. I hear people always complaining how screwed up we all are on planet Earth, and it's true. My premise is there's a design fault, that the human brain didn't come with an advanced state until you practice, pursue it, and start to do mindfulness with a muscle. Right. So we're built for a low common denominator. The human condition by design has fear, jealousy, can't forgive, gets really confused, doesn't remember things, has this bizarre, and never thinks for the future. Yep. So I'm writing a book about this. There's a whole bunch of design faults. The good news is once you're awake, and astrology does this, it informs you on where your design faults will be put. Mm. And then you go, oh, right, that party, Mr. Sage. I say things at the inappropriate, see, and then once your awareness is on, this is what esoteric law is, the observer comes on, you look at yourself and think it's kind of cute. The whole human thing down here is kind of cute and messy and smells. Yeah. I mean, the thing down here kind of annoying. However, once the observer and the spiritual aptitude or the appetite for really, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, we could wake up inside the dream. What's the name of this podcast? Uh, This is Wake the Fake Up. My point. So now we're all watching you and listening and we're all on the edge of our seats going, that's what we're supposed to do? Wake the fake up? And how do you do that? By becoming aware of your idiosyncrasies and not judging them. Sure. So exercising, exercising the muscle, becoming an initiate, becoming aware. So this is... This again, this takes me back to anthroposophy, which is a spinoff of theosophy. It's the Sophia codes of man, is that we're building super sensible knowledge, common sense right. logic about self. How do we operate every day? How do we react to things? What are things that trigger us? Why are we operating in this state? Why are we always in fight flight? Why is everything victimhood? Blah, 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 blah. So what you're saying is that the coding of our first kiss to the to the heavens, to the sky clock, that breath incarnated out into out of the womb is the imprint of our destiny yes. and the cosmic law and that rising what was rising at the that eastern time rising. the eastern rising 
is so significant to the pathway that leads us out of the dungeon of the mechanistic world. Well said. You like that? I like it a lot. Okay, somebody write that down. <laughs> so we come into this lower frequency, which is the dungeon, and people on earth, I hate to say it because the spiritual thing now is everything's so beautiful, and I'm so in love with this place. I am on one level, but because I've worked for so many years as a therapist, and I've heard about the abuse and the unconscious mind and what it's capable of, yeah. it is truly, at this level of existence, a wonderful ping pong match mm. between the unconscious mind who has, without a guardian, will do the craziest things, and then there's the conscious mind that studies and learns and talks like you and believes in the Sophia. Like, there's philosophers that have been across time going, hey, you guys, wake the fake up. And then all of a sudden we go, wait, wait, I always wonder, what does it mean to be awake? You right. have to ask the question because we use these jargon terms, totally. especially in astrology. And it gets lost in the sauce. It becomes numb. There's no, yes. there's no substance Confusion. to it. And especially yeah. in astrology, yeah. there's so many astrologers on the social media. I kind of want to say, can we just stop for a minute and talk about the truth? You want to know your higher self. You want to know what your life lesson is. That's, this is how I work. Very simple. Yeah. I think I used to worry I was a little slow because I get caught in too much theory and I get like beep, beep, beep. I wasn't that I'm not smart, but my instinct rules my universe. Like I have right. to feel someone's words. Right. I have to be emotionally connected to someone. So I took astrology into the same thing. How do I make it real? Look at your idiosyncrasies, name your, your scary parts, your shadows and the heights, and then help you stay awake. Now, what does it mean to stay awake? I'm going to ask you that. Good question. Really good question. I, I actually asked that to my audience not too long ago. What does woke mean? What does awaken mean? What is to snap out of the amnesia? What is to snap out of the reset? I'd love the reset to hear. Yeah, what they things. say? Well, I, I think for me personally, it's seeing your old self and seeing your operating system based on trauma, based on things that were not were neglected from you, and how you reacted and were compulsory in that reaction constantly in a reactive state versus right. being free. And again, not to go back to Steiner, but the core of its cosmology is the philosophy of freedom. What does freedom and sovereignty mean into your life, life's purpose? And so being awake is being able to actualize your true sovereign self outside of what you've collected in the material birthing process and the, being brought up in this 21st century model with all kinds of weird stuff like government and taxes and, and checkbooks and you know sovereign to all be this your stuff. sovereign so say it again to be your sovereign true self and to not be in a false identity. Okay, so now you're back to astrology. So yeah. how do I assist people to actually find their authentic self and use words? Because we take it for granted who we are. And then an astrologer sits down with you, especially the first reading. I love when this happens. I love what you just said about right there. We take for granted who we are. We've forgotten what we've forgotten on yes. who we are and what our value is completely. It's been completely extracted. Well, you come in and you sleepwalk. That's I mean, the right. whole point of the exercise is yeah. the soul said, yeah. I'll whisper to you, and until we have a crisis and I wake you up, you're going to be confused, 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 and then your body breaks or your relationship breaks or your parents get divorced and everything rocks your world, and then you ask these big questions like, what? Yep. And then we get the self-discovery and the sovereignty, and then all of a sudden it becomes so... I find this place... Is a grown-up, because I am a grown-up, I think. Last time I checked, I mean, I'm having a birthday soon. Well, I, I, I mean, that's all perspective. Yeah, I know, you know maybe I'm not. I wonder a, about you're, it. You're still a child, though. I feel that. But I own a house. Is that a grown-up? No, not necessarily. Shoot. Uh, I'm glad see. that you're still I a child. I run a business. Yeah, 
but the energy that you hold my kid doesn't go fluid and, and malleable it doesn't go very far away see right. that's your neptune you just did it i wondered about this you have neptune on your sun once a year it only occurs once a year. The sun, remember this in my talk that day? Yeah. The sun moves one degree around the sky. Mm -hmm. The day you were born, the sun and Neptune were standing together. Oh, interesting. And that describes a person who has antennas. Neptune was found in the same time at the turning of the century when they found cameras and anesthetics, that they could give you a drug, completely knock you out, open up your body, bring you back, and you don't remember a thing and didn't feel a thing. Oh, wow. Welcome to Neptune. Altered states, plant medicine, dealing with things that are not of this world, dead mm -hmm. people. Thinking, going beyond the veils, your gift. So it's antennas. So you were feeling my antennas. I was watching you. Absolutely. Like, when I first met I you, feel I feel everyone's antennas. I, I feel, it's the whole yeah, room. Who's yeah, ever, exactly. Absolutely. So you have a hypersensitivity on the downside. This is what astrology teaches us. You are a victim to your idealism being disappointed all the time and not feeling like people live up to what you expected and being so disappointed by this whole reality. Totally. Like, what is going on here? It, it, it rots me sometimes it to plagues the core. You. And yeah. this is what we learn. Is I can look at a chart and say, here's where your personality is going to get stuck in a loop. And now here's the high road. You are the idealist that has come to change the frequency. Yeah. So you're taking the rising sun, you're taking your higher self and applying it. Because the downside as a kid is, why is everyone so not present with me. Why are they not on the level? Why don't they care? Why are they not like all in? Yeah, it drives me get, crazy. Don't get the Sagittarius upset. Oh my goodness. I just want to, I actually get angry. Exactly. Yeah. So the wisdom is, this is the question of my astrology when I teach in my school. Every person enters the class with this question. What did my soul sign up for this life? Mm. Like what was I agreeing that I would take on these quirky personality and very specific, not generalizations with astrology, sure. and then say to them, so yes, you are supposed to get pissed off, Sag, fire, because you've got three planets in fire, so pissed off that you get motivated to do something about That's it. Right. It worked. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you stayed in the anger and you didn't have your awareness on or you didn't have the high road, it gets to be a life where people get feisty. Well, and also burn you out. Yes. I'd, stay in, I'd go into oxidative stress, inflammatory and regulation. Exactly, and they grow up and get crispy. That's right. Or like... And, and do crazy shit and have a meltdown. Right. And do some wild, you know, who, who knows? Yes, because, and have yeah. beliefs. This is the downside of Sag. To have beliefs about life and people disappointing you that become truths. So you don't leave room for the surprise factor or for a new discovery or for a new point. You're so opinionated about what you know to be true. You're so pissed off. It's like, excuse me, can you freshen up? Mm. And that's the low road of Sagittarius at their worst. Super. Sure. Opinionated. You don't have. Yeah, that. I haven't. I, you know, I, I see that. In, in, you are so opinionated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Is see that surprising? That. No, not at all. So we don't have to ask your girlfriend. <laughs> you might have to. But I, it's good to be honest enough to say, yep. my chart comes with opinions. Yep. I get feisty. I get disappointed, and then my job is to turn on the observer and go, "Oh, you're doing that thing again." Right. And it becomes endearing, like that's your nature. So with astrology, before we go into the other layers of it, by learning what I am and seeing that it, uh, there's a resonance in there. So for, the first thing that's first, you got to go through this, right? The second thing is you have to truly believe it, right? It can't be like some fake biology. Well, I belief. always say astrology believes in you. You don't, you don't have, have to believe in it. Yeah. It's so the, and the people yeah. I've trained, like I have about 25 women that have gone through a rigorous training and they know to look at your chart and, and skip over because you've got a very strong left brain. You want to do science on this. But if psychologically I say to you that part, I just named it, that part of you that's very sensitive and feels everybody mm -hmm. and then finds your way in to either help them because you're psychically tuning in or to reject them because they're pissing you off and yeah. they're not the people you want to hang with and you become a leader 
sweetest because your taste buds and your refinement is so like, ooh. If someone sits next to you that's the wrong vibe, you're like, I got to go. Because you pick up so strongly. So the downside, and then you get to the high side, you become the graceful, generous, kind personality. That's the value of astrology, is naming it very specific. Yeah. Getting a reading, first step, yep. whether you believe it or not, just be open-minded to a quality astrologer sure. who's not going to fly the plane around and never land it. That's Astrologers love to talk. I'm guilty. They have an incredible gift of the gab. It's an intellectual pursuit. Of course. But the question is, does it hit the... This is my elemental conversation. Is it practical? Like, can I say something to you so when we finish the session, you're going to realize next time your idealist starts to take you either into arrogance or disappointment, your observer comes on and goes, I'm doing that thing again. Yeah, I'm catching catching the things that are in the subconscious. And that's what my new book is about, giving propensities of what your unconscious will stick in its little process, and then you get to change the story and go, why am I doing? that. So do I want to change that story or do I want to believe that this is what I am and there's a balance there? Well, there's a good question. I think in the, I see in your eyes the appetite you have for evolution and growth. Of course. So you do want to change the story, but some people it's okay just to name it and have permission to be mm-hmm. a really strong personality. But those of us that are watching this, that are in your circle, they really do want to grow. Yeah. And that is what the soul's here. The soul is such a slut. Is it okay to say that? Yeah. It, she'll do anything. He'll do anything to grow. That's all he's concerned about. How do we evolve? How do we get the species up to the next generation? Mm-hmm. And the ego's like, what kind of job is that? Right. Does it pay enough? And then when you're Capricorn Moon and you're Scorpio, you're like, yep. It pays enough. <laughs> That's right. So you married your soul and your ego and said to your ego, come on, you'll help. My goal is to help humanity. And Capricorn Scorpio, let's go. Interesting. So it's like it's a, a really I, my, good I have my pack army behind me, and they're all kind of validating each other and nourishing each other so and they're supporting in, each yeah. other. That's why you would be a great athlete, because yeah. athletes are team players, and they give everything they have to the team. And you are built for teams. That's right. Like your whole thing is relationship. This whole chart screams, do you like me? Do you like me? Am I doing okay? Yeah. Like you, but then strong and opinionated. Yep. I, I, whether it's you know first tier friends or ten tier friends or in my private chat rooms and things like that, I am making sure that the collective within every everybody's running in harmony. If there's one seed or one thing, I can't. I, Saturn I can't and even Libra. Breathe. This is your life lesson. Huh. Did you know that? No. So this is how simple it is. Saturn is an old man, but not like your dad because your dad was so gentle. Mm-hmm. Saturn's stern. It's the part that comes in our system that says, excuse me, I sent you down there with a lesson. Now are you going to learn it? So he's not friendly. Saturn return you may have heard of. Yeah. It's when life comes and slaps and you're like, whoa. So your Saturn is in relationships. It's Saturn and Libra. You want harmony at all costs. Totally. It makes you nuts. If there's any, like, I would say challenge of any communication between anyone near or You're far, on it. I, I'm uncomfortable and I'm awkward and I can't think until that's healed. Because you live for peace. Mm, I do live for peace. That's your life lesson, Saturn's yeah. in Libra. Yeah. And your rising sign, being Scorpio, is so sensitive to it. It's like, you can't bullshit you. You're like, that person's not. Yeah, I could feel your antennas the minute I met you. When we walked, we were in this big gathering of people, and I'm not very socially adept. I mean, I look good, but I'm not. I don't socialize well. Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> Anyways, and then I looked at you and I was like, oh, I, I knew you were Scorpio. I was like, oh, 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 someone's here. Like your, your presence came. And that's part of your promise to this life. Like you can't do half-ass. Right. And when people do or they're disharmonious or they're not, it, it's your whole, your body goes wonky. Absolutely. That's Neptune. 
yeah. Neptune affects the body. So some people are empathic, you are, and their whole system, as compared to Saturn, who I just described, those are the people that are kind of mean, yeah. but they're like keeping track of the score. You want them to finance and you're, you know, put them in accounting. Totally. <laughs> I have. I know, I do yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So learning astrology facilitates the right people in the right jobs and how to facilitate our awareness to be awake. In that, and I like your description. Out of the habitual automatic, because I, you know, all of us we're such quirky little creatures. Yeah. Raise your hand if you have an ego. Oh, everyone has one, and that ego is evading God's oneness. It struggles all the time to be special. Sure. Do you like me? Do you like me? And it has such an appetite. Yeah. And the soul, your rising sign, is going. Excuse me, but it won't talk until the crisis comes. Mm. So it, I'm imagining what happened for you in um, 19. What was it? You're born in yeah 19. 80, yes. 7980. What was it? What happened in terms of? What was the transition in your life? Something major should have happened. Well, I was born in 1980. Oh, sorry. I was looking yeah. at this thing. That's so funny. That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's 2010. Yeah. What happened in 2010? Oh, wow. A lot. Yeah, uh, two things. Um, I, I had a serious uh, end of a relationship, and I also almost died. I had my appendix rupture and burst on me in 2010. They call this crisis. Huh. This is the soul's crisis. And I can look at the chart just that easy and say to you, stay home because the crisis is coming. But you can't really avoid it. So that's the good news. Sure. Saturn's going to come, but those were two ways to get you humbled, yeah. to take you to your knees, yeah. to put you in bed, yeah. to make you sit still. Totally. And it worked. It did. Yeah, that was a, a powerful, defining, changing moment in my life on many ways. So everyone can look at their Saturn return between 28 and 30 and between 58 and 60, and life will come in and get your attention. Now, if you're awake, which probably that woke you up, because what did I say? The soul uses crisis to wake up of unless course. you study astrology, and then you get the shortcut, like, oh, don't hurt me. Right. And that's what's happened for me in the years as I've gotten is older. Is it bracing for it? Or is it you're no, just... No, it's, it's you're, preparing. You're open. You're open. Yeah. You, what you said to start with, that synchronicity yeah. feeling, mm -hmm. the feeling of being trusting, yeah. the feeling of being awake and meditating every morning so you've encountered the divine and you've called them forward. Sure. All of those practices that I know your audience is full of, drinking the right drink juices and making sure you're drinking the water and getting yourself on cold dips and all that stuff to keep us awake. Is it working? <laughs> it's part of it. It's certainly it's part of It's a really it. good exercise. It's a good tool. And the ultimate question is, how aware am I of my quirky personality so that when I get stuck in crisis and life comes and slaps me, that I would be... Because life is coming to slap us. 100%. Announcement. So we are walking into... This has been my podcast is all about ecological consciousness. Sure. And I've had the most fascinating characters. And at first I got so scared. And in fact, I talked to um, Zach Bush about this, like, uh-oh, we're going to this last extinction. Should I, like, unplug before the thing happens so I don't get all dirty? And, <laughs> and he basically was like, we're okay because there's enough of us that are trying yeah. to what? To calm our nervous system yeah. and to live in a state of peace so that no matter what happens, we know that God is driving this goddess. She's working full time. This is not a mistake. You think this is a mistake, said the astrologer? How come I can look at every single person's chart? without fail for 45 years, and I always read them like a book. So it's perfection. It's perfection. It was already written. Oh, my God. It makes me feel so good just hearing those words. Yeah. The one thing I trust is the sun will come up tomorrow in the exact increment, and the moon will go down at the exact, and we can predict it, and it's been going on for 4,000 years. Yeah, the star charts and everything has been completely accurate as far back. Nothing has changed. Polaris, the North Star is still there. Everything. 
which is very interesting. It makes know? me so, I know, I just want to yeah. kiss that thing. I, I always There's say- comfort to that. Total comfort. Right, yeah. And I always want to say who, I don't know who they are that organized, that made the system. You're right. But good job. Yeah, they did a great Impeccable, job. Impeccable, because I have studied it with skepticism. So of I'm course. with you. Like, why does this, and, and there's so many astrologers who are fascinated, but the application. So our school is called Applied Astrology. Mm. It's not theory. It's how do you make a difference in your life? I love that. It only happens twice a year. So you got to sign up for September or for <laughs> the summer. And we are opening up in August. Oh, cool. Is this something yeah. you do online? You do it online. It's okay. six weeks long. And I get the nicest thank you notes. That's great. Yeah, it's the most satisfying feeling of this lifetime. How satisfying is it for you or how rewarding is it for you for really, you know, helping people remember who they are? Yeah, it's that, it's so humbling. Your, yeah, yeah. I, I've gotten to the point now where I've realized, at first it was made me very self-conscious because I have these videos that come out every day for the, for the last eight years to the tunes of 20, 30,000 people are watching me. And so I got recognized and it got me feeling self-conscious because all I do as an astrologer is talk about you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about Deborah's ego. It wasn't about me. It was just about me creating a language and seeing how many people I could wake up. You're channeling. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden they were like, Deborah Silverman, Deborah. And then I had to realize, oh, that's right. That's my soul they're thinking, not my cute little ego. Because my little ego is a little wonky. I sure. think everyone's is. Yeah. I mean, I'm self-conscious. I'm older, like the bleh, bleh, bleh. I think like, you're a riot. Well, thank and you. I think you're, thank you. you're See, beautiful it, inside and out. That's so thankful. Yeah, I, yeah. Like my stupid little ego, I can't help it. And the older I get, the cuter she gets. <laughs> I'm sure. And I appreciate her now. And my soul, which is what I, I think I read it on your on your um, Instagram, that the most beautiful thing is for someone to say, I see how beautiful your soul is. Yeah. That is the, and that's with your eyes closed. Think about your grandma or your elderly parent who you're madly in love with. It didn't matter what they looked like. No. You close your eyes and you miss them. Yeah. It was so beautiful talking about your dad because I have relatives that I have, that I know follow me around. My dad. Yeah, your dad too. And then you wonder when they're dead. Do they watch us all the time? Right. Like, that's not appropriate. I know. I like, kinda, dad, not now. There's some uncomfortable moments. For like I mean, I think about it because it feels like they're around us. I feel it. It feels like he's inside of me. You know, governing a lot of my thoughts. And that's a soulmate. Yeah. Like you have this that's bond. That's my soulmate, for sure. Yeah. I love that so much. It's yeah. such a beautiful... So this is astrology. You can see in a chart where compatibility lives. Okay. You can tell when people are going to clash and they're there to teach them the hard way. And there's lots of people who've had relationships. Raise your hand. Right. If you got heartbroken and thought I was in love. And then there's people where it's so compatible, yeah. like with our dads or whoever. We're like... I could live with you for the rest of my life. You're the I just love when you're around. And that's called compatibility. Yeah. And it's karmically described. How and many people are the, we compatible to in this life? You know, it's it's this is gonna sound weird, but when people are similar to you, that's what's compatible in astrology. Yeah. And when oppositions really attract and they're dynamic, they get a lot done. But when your earth, like for example, you have so much, I can feel your earth. Mm -hmm. so I wanna sit like you. <laughs> like I wanna be like that. I have a little air, you probably haven't noticed. Yeah. I, I might, so when I see someone like you and then there's someone like you, which I assume your partner, there's a partnership with an earth sign with because you both have Capricorn in you. And that's as simple as it is. There's depth to astrology, but when you are similar in astrology, there's a familiarity and you're on the same path. Now, does that mean opposites can't work out a relationship? Yes, they can, but that's karma. Right. And then we look for, I think those of us that have been old souls, we're like, can't we just have it a little easier? Yeah. Absolutely. And the younger souls live and learn from difficulty. Yep. And just constantly weave and create new moments of learning. And, and making moments. mistakes. Yeah, it's all about making mistakes. But the older you get, 
the easier it gets. I'm sure. The wisdom kicks in and you get more experience, just like anything else. Okay, let's keep going in the chart. Keep telling me more. <laughs> this is so interesting. Yeah. This is how I make new friends and influence people. Yeah. So one of the cool things about your chart now that you've asked is you were born at the eastern horizon right at the moment you were born. Venus was standing right on the horizon. Wow. So those are clues. Like you had Neptune on your sun, which people don't speak a lot about, but that's a signature for the rest of your life. An empathic visionary who can get fed up with people and upset, but uses his anger to get things done. Mm -hmm. Check. Okay, now we have Venus on your ascendant, which makes you so handsome. Oh, wow. Because the ascendant is the body. So your soul, represented by your physical beauty, is, is Scorpio. So your whole thing in life is you cannot tolerate when people are not going deep. Like shallow conversations and you have to go. Absolutely. It's like you have an allergic reaction to, and that's Venus, what you love the most in Scorpio is your soul. Mm. So you've come here to do this podcast and go deep and penetrate and get people that spill their beans. Yeah. There's no surface here. Go somewhere else for that. So it's so obvious you're it's the investigator. Person. It's also like- the Detective. Yeah. And the I also- healer. Yeah, The healer. I also see just such a, an abomination of wasting time. You know, it's like, it's like almost like- it, it strikes me as a complete insult to everything. You know, there's so much to experience. <laughs> I love how Scorpio Sage say it. Like yeah. they want to kill people. I mean, yeah. that's how intense it gets. But that is so opposite to the air fire people who just think that's heavy. Right. And you're like, heavy? Right. That's all that matters. Right. And that's true. And you inspire us and you teach us. Yeah. That's okay. Venus on the ascendant. You have a lover loving energy mm. that is at the low level, sexually a little bit promiscuous, energetic feels everybody's energy. Yeah. And at the high level is so loyal and so devoted because he feels the truth of energy. So the soul is a distinction between There's the high. duality there that Always. I've felt my whole life for sure. So that resonates with me. And no judgments, yeah. Scorpio, of the low level. If this is part of my book is, there, everyone's all screwed up. I had the name for the book was going to be You're Fucked Up and I Still Like You, but they <laughs> wouldn't let me use it. But it's true that everyone has these quirky things and they tell me secrets because I have big ears. I don't really have big ears, but I... I get scared on airplanes, and if I make eye contact, they'll spill their beans. And no, that's Scorpio. Yeah. We elicit, I have it in me, we elicit people to tell us deep truths yep. without even trying. Right. Which no, makes us, I get that. I'm like, everybody wants to tell me their whole story and their life story. And that's a healer, the upside yeah. of Scorpio. So when you study with me, I reframe, and that's what the new book is, reframing the old signs for the higher level esoteric version. Because mm. Scorpio and Alice Bailey in the esoteric law, yeah. they it, this is their quote, that um, the only sign that will destroy its ego in the quest of its soul. So it will destroy itself. Scorpio is the only sign that will destroy its ego in the quest to determine and figure out its soul. Is Scorpio? Interesting. So that's the high road. But the old astrology would be like, that's scary. And the Scorpio goes, ooh, I like the way that sounds. I mean, I, I went through that um, in 2017. I went to the Great American Eclipse Festival, which was the, um, do you remember when the Eclipse went through North America. Yes, yes, we were all outside. Yeah, so I, I went to Oregon where that where that was, and my Vedic astrologer said, "Don't go, don't you know, don't expose yourself to it energetically. You, know, you want to be in a cave somewhere." And I was going there with my whole team, and I was speaking at it, and I was right under it, and I got so sick after that experience, and my life completely imploded. And I got sick. My dad got sick. I got bit by a rattlesnake. I got mercury poisoning all within six months. 
and went through a complete samadhi. I was dying before I died. This is 2017. I know. And Saturn. On my mom's birthday. And Saturn was in Sagittarius on your mom's birthday. August 21st. And my mom's been the greatest challenge medicine in my entire realm. And th- that I so know. the eclipse happened, and if you would have seen me, I would have echoed your astrologer because yes. Saturn was in Sagittarius once every 30 years. Saturn, again, the planet of restriction and wisdom and the teacher and the life lesson, yeah. was sitting in Sagittarius for the first time in 30 years saying to you, you're going to learn. Wow. So there's an echo. So that's a compounded, like, there's an eclipse, and then there's my mom's birthday, all this energetics, and then there's Saturn coming across my son, and this is when you become humbled. Right. And you can't, this is the thing I want people to it's hear. It's just too much energy, it's too, you're just too exposed. And you couldn't, listen, your ego couldn't have avoided it. You were going to speak at the event, and someone yeah. gave you direction, and your little Sag went, not listening. I got this. So, and that's not to say that what happens to all of us that's difficult, for all of you that are in breakups or you're lonely or all the women that are looking for men that can't have babies, there's such an epidemic and for women right now. Sure. It's unbelievable it really is, how yeah. many are looking for their guy and they can't figure it out. So there is nothing wrong. It's a symptom that we are evolving, just like all those things that happened in 2017 or 2010. Notice they're just seven years apart. And in astrology, everything goes in seven-year cycles. Mm. That's Saturn. Saturn moves in seven-year cycles. So when those stupid things happen in life, I call them stupid stories, and everyone's got a list of them. It's the wisdom of the astrologer or the wisdom keeper through plant medicine, through going to good therapy, for learning how to take care of yourself. You say, life, were you trying to talk to me? Don't hurt me. This is my new thing. Don't hurt me. Just whisper. Just, yeah, just whisper. Speak to me. I'm listening. I'm open to receive. So you are a master at the past, the present, the future. That's astrology, right? Ooh, wait. Can we slow that down? I loved hearing that. Did you like that? Do it once more. You are a master of the past, the present, and the future. Oh, my goodness. We talked about seven-year cycles. 2010, 2017. Next year is 2024. That'll be another seven years. Bingo. So I am, I am ready. <laughs> Bring it. I'm open to receive it. And, it. and you need to get a little more detailed because your Saturn's at early degree, so you're going to find out exactly. This is the generality of astrology that I don't like. Yeah. It requires actually going to get a reading done, which I will tell you when we're done. Sure. But Because the cycles do shift, and they're sometimes seven years, sometimes they're eight years. And the point is, wasn't it auspicious that Saturn, seven-year cycles? Yeah. And how perceptive of you to notice and for us to share the magic. Of course. And this is the humility of, I mean, I'm always learning. Yeah. That's always the Always a student. Yeah, I was just reading on the airplane all about Alice Bailey Mm -hmm. and how she was this woman in the 1919 to 1920s that this old wise being from Dua Cool, similar to Steiner, Mm. she channeled an entire system. They were at the same time. Yeah. And her system was based on esoteric law. And she sat at a typewriter, she was a Gemini, and um, and just typed while this Tibetan guy that she could see in a vision, I love the story, came and talked through and scared her. And then after there was like 25 books done, and they continue to be the source of esoteric law. Incredible. And all she was was Neptunian. She was a conduit between the worlds. Now, you can't do that because you've got business to do. So she was a Gemini. You have physical form. You came in this life with the Capricorn Scorpio in the second house. You want herbs and earth and food and symptoms that are, you're not interested in just talking. Yeah, that's right. But I'm impressed you're doing I'm this I'm bridging podcast. right in between. I find that I you got that, both. That balance right in the middle. And it's unique to adapt to those two energies that are pulling me in two different directions because one second I want to be completely material and the next second I just want to lay back, smoke some toad, and go directly into the realms. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Sagittarius and Neptune. Yeah. Neptune is the, the, that's exactly right. Yeah. But how wise of you, and I just want to acknowledge that the ancestors, including your father, clearly you've come in with a very strong inheritance of remembering, whether it's the cosmos or it's Steiner or it's your dad. You, you are a wisdom seeker, which is so Sagittarius, it's not funny. Yeah. That's what their function is. And thank you for that, that you've been willing to come in. There's so many beings I'm meeting in your circle that were in that group that day, yeah. including Blue Earth, who I just adore. Yeah. Similar, she is Sag rising. The beings that came in, and not everyone has to this role, so I want to distinguish this. Some of you are listening and you're, you're students. Mm -hmm. And then there's certain beings that come in that were like, you've been studying and you've been collecting and you've been like sniffing and being this incredible passionate quester. So I recognize that in you. Oh, that's beautiful. Because you told me I was a master of the past, the present, and the future. I'm still thinking, is that true? I feel it is. My residents feel that is. Your level and degree of being able to read and receive and to understand um, your mathematics and your blueprint of our sky clock is a form of mastery. Yeah, I am so in love with this system. It's kind of crazy that as a Gemini, that no matter how much time you have three planets in Libra, that harmony thing is really hard on you. Tell like, me about that. Well, it's just the the, the if I don't find harmony, it's I'm like your system, your body, your down. body responds. It's unlike yeah. others. It's not just a thought. Like you start to feel uncomfortable. There's yeah. disharmony in the room. So it's it's interesting you ask because in esoteric law, she says that the entrance of the new age is through the sign of Libra. Why? Because when we can stop doing duality as a polarization about men and women or about good and bad, if we could diminish that, that, the war that lives in this planet, the soul and the ego, yeah. we would enter into a new era. Think about it. The new earth and the new heaven would appear if we could end duality. So your function is to try to continually seek the balance factor, not let the polarity be disharmonious. You're like, let's see the middle ground. Let's let everybody talk. Let's create, and that is your function in this life. But on the other hand, it could make you feel at times exhausted because there's always somebody creating disharmony. Yeah, that's right. There's always something it's, going off. It's like, yeah, let's open it up, but also I want to snuff that out at the same time. But yes, you, know? you are fully committed to harmony, relationship, and, and um, collaborating. I think that's why it's interesting. So if you're listening to this, I'm receiving this. I already know that about myself. I can see that just internally and in how I experience things and relationships. Um, you know, I've been a I've been a pillar in this community. I, you know, just through my background, my network, my family, my friends, what we've been doing since I was, I don't know, 10 or 12 years young. And it's interesting how, how much it's grown. And, and there are unique men um, that aren't in my particular network through extended networks that I've noticed energetically can't meet me at the table. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's an ego thing or whatever it is. And that's caused a little bit of disharmony in me where I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not trying, but I'm, but it makes me a little bit like, I'm like, what, what is the resistance here? Because you elicit, so, because the quality of your timeless connection to your own male and your father and yourself, yeah. there are so few men, and all the women are going to echo this, on the planet that are comfortable with a man who can sit in his power and play the king or play the sovereign role, yeah. and they bump into you, and your job, back to Neptune, is to be compassionate when it hits you, and they reject you, or they react to you, or yeah. they're threatened, 
that your first response is forgive them. They know not. Every time. That's how it works every time. And, and then when I come across men that see me, that are comfortable. What a relief. I can't tell you how much I fall in love with them. <laughs> it's crazy. There's a lot of women Zach that would echo Bush, the same thing. I know. And yeah. Richard Rudd. And Richard Rudd. I know. There's men who are actually yeah. rolling. Andre. Uh, just and that's because the new male is, what, it's sad to say this, but there's a lot of women that come to my school. Like I want to say 98% of my school in astrology because there was never allowed to have women be astrologers before. Right. So the pendulum went like this. Yeah. And women are suddenly, and the men are a little bit behind the scenes. Now you're carrying a lineage. You've got the inheritance. And so do those other men of being completely comfortable for how many lifetimes of trying to do kindness totally. and equanimity yeah. and not harming. That is not the normal male virtue. I watched your podcast. I was just watching it. Why do you think women are giving birth with their legs in the air? Because some king told the women and the women obeyed and got tied down to give birth. Yeah. Now the pendulum's going the other way and we're like, excuse me. And the women are standing up. And they look beautiful, and they're juicy, and the men are like, rah, 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 like, what are those things? Because it's it's a whole new game. It's a di totally different polarization. And, and the men see men like you with a female side, and they're threatened. So please be compassionate. My vote is, I always wanted to run men's liberation. Like, just be able to say out loud, I can see you're scared, mm -hmm. and I can see you had no role models. You did. Yeah. There's so few men yeah. who had fathers that role modeled for them how totally. to do. And there's so many women that had magnificent mothers and great sisters and unbelievable grandmothers. I got the willies. I mean, it's just the truth. So we need to be generous and kind and you of all people to be compassionate. When that happens, let there be tears. I'm so sad. I wish Absolutely. there were more men. What happened to us? Yeah, I, I wow, this is an that. important podcast. I got the willies. I, I'm feeling it like churn through me and the energy like Thank coiling Thank you for speaking through. to it. Of course, yeah. It's a really hard topic. Yeah. And I have sons and I've watched the new generation and I see the beauty in their eyes and how much they love their mother. <laughs> so we we changed the story. And there, my husband died. I, I understand that that whole feeling of when the male leaves and you're left trying to find love again in the end at this age, because I'm having a real hard time finding men who are in the older 60s and 70s that haven't broken. Wow. Their hair falls out, their thing stops where the ding-dong doesn't work. And it's not their fault. It's just what they've been eating and how that whole thing. And then I have to be generous and say, I understand we're in transition. It wow. will balance, I promise. We're coming to the most beautiful era. We can't see it, and we're going to go through a very difficult moment. Mm -hmm. And you know this. This is what I was so happy when Zach was so relieved to talk about it. Like, yeah. we're going to go through a transition that was weather yeah. and earth and ecosystems breaking, and us, and we will have our nervous systems because of your supplements and because of knowing astrology to be able to say, take a deep breath. Yeah. It's we're just okay. like we're, we're, we're getting prepared for the craziest journey of all time, and we're here for it. And, and there's 8 billion people here. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Like so, never before in all of yeah. your past lives, because I can see how old you are, never before was there 8 billion people here. <laughs> Everyone you ever knew is here. Wow. And we're all eating popcorn going, then what happens? It's, it's such a trip. And yeah. not to be scared, and that's what I want to really, as medicine said the astrologer, you can trust. Right. That there is completely a design. Einstein said it the best. The more I know, the more I know I don't know. Right. One. And two, God is not playing with dice. This is not dice. This is perfect. It's all perfect. Your chart. And it's not all perfect. I'm right. not doing that sad thing. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It is not all perfect. Right. There's pain. Well, let's define there's perfect. There's fear. Yeah. At the let's, divine let's level. It. At the divine level. Thank you. Yeah, of course. We Because back at the ranch on earth. Yeah. We're still banging heads. Whew. Yeah, yeah. We're for goofy. Sure. I'm goofy. I'm yep. sure you're goofy. Yep. You've got to tell the truth. Are you goofy? I'm extremely goofy. 
the things that we do yeah. when we have to say sorry. Yeah, it's crazy. And everyone's allowed to. And that's I, lo- my, I love it, though. It's, yeah, because then it becomes so remind authentic. myself of who I am. And we disarm, and we get to yeah. be human, and we get to be vulnerable and say, sorry, I just did that thing again. I always say, I've said it before, that I feel that humanity has come into a state where we perceive ourselves based on how we see others perceive us. So our, our perception of self is, is guided by how, by how, other, how we think others see us. So we're actually living an inverted that's interesting. reality where we're wearing the mask that someone else sees, and that's how. Well, we're... the truth is, you this is astrology. You got to yeah. go in and do your own discovery. It took me so many years to really like Deborah. Yeah, yeah. It was embarrassing. And find Deborah. I found her. And know who Deborah is. And that's the funnest thing ever. That's the best part. Yeah. And now I'm ready to like get really wise. I don't know how. I don't know if I'm going to keep the body for that long announcement. I'm going to help you. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's why. God, he's, there, I, when you know, I was on the plane today, I thought this guy's going to give me all these products <laughs> and I'm going to come back to life again. Not to say that I'm not alive and vital. It's just that just at old souls, it gets hard here. Strategies. Strategies of Exercising how to. Exercising the mind, the body, the soul. The alchemy is one thing. But the true alchemy is how you do anything is how you do everything. And so it's your entire reality. From the moment you go to sleep to the moment you rise, all your actions, everything are predicated on the design to thrive as opposed to being the victim. I totally believe you. Okay, I'm going to take those supplements you tell me. (laughs) I I really am. We'll we'll put a strategy again for you. All right, let's keep going. What else? I would just say that... um, Am I going to be on a unicorn with my spear and ready to fight and slay the dragon and cut the head off? That's funny you say that because I was just going to say the last thing I'm going to tell you about your chart is your rising sign is at 15 degrees Scorpio. And this is an old wives' tale. I don't know if it's true. There's an avatar point in astrology, and it's 15 degrees Scorpio. And what that means is the willingness to traverse through the dragons, through the dark, through the pain body, through the negativity to come up to the light. Because on human, on this plane of existence, we learn through pain. Yeah. So you had this contract as a soul that you were willing to face to face with your shadows, with the dark, with being able, which I, I don't know enough about your story, but I'd love to hear. But in your privacy, in the depths of your soul, like really we're doing this on a pot, so Scorpio, I'm saying this. So good. The willingness to confront the human condition and be disappointed and let the emotional body be touched and feel the pain of death, of the absence of your father, to, to miss, to love, to feel without constraint, big human promise. And to take it to that high level without holding back, I'm in love, I'm in fear, I'm attracted, I'm dark, I'm light. How do I manage all this? That's what you signed up for. Is that okay to say? I mean, that's all accurate. Yeah, and it's cathartic to receive that. And so in this life, your willingness, that's the inner world of you that has to really go into that deep, dark human self at the same time that moon and Capricorn keep it together. Wow. Do not. So it's torture. It's a little tricky to run that deep and stay on the surface wanting to manifest and really contribute to your family. If that Capricorn wasn't there and it could just rip and burst and just bleed into the nothingness, that that might be easier. (laughs) It might be easier, but it wouldn't get so much done. No, I I understand. It's it's holding, it's holding, it's like a sail of a boat that's going through, you know, the treacherous dark sea. Yes. That sail is just strong and it's keeping the direction due north. We're heading to the North Pole. Thank you for that. Yeah, and of then course. you and then the last thing I'm gonna say is you have four planets. This is important. Okay. Whatever house the sun falls in is the theme of the whole chart. The part of the sky where the sun was setting, the sun was going down. Where in the sky was it? Mm-hmm. And yours is in the in the house of Earth, Taurus, that you promised to be simple. 
that you, as much as you're intense and as much as you have this appetite for life and you're insatiable, there's the simple truths like take off your shoes, be in the water, make sure the sun hits you. All these simple principles that you carry are just basic. That's crazy. That's like really, it, that's me times a billion, times well, that, a trillion. So that's what I'm trying to say. You, Simplicity. Yes, that's your whole four planets in the house of Taurus. So this is why people come and study with me because instead of making it hard, I call it applied astrology. Where's the application so to support me in fulfilling my purpose? Wow. So you can imagine when they finish my school. No, oh, I'm sure. Like yeah. how much fun, and especially when the men come in, it makes me so happy. There's such relief to be naming it, have permission put on the observer and take the high road. Absolutely. It's like it's it's letting go of the steering wheel with your foot on the gas yes. pedal going 500 miles an hour. It's kind of like I was so it. impressed when we started cuz I have this little Gemini thing and how you that's very second house Taurus. Taurus don't like to be pushed. It's the bull. Mm -hmm. It's very slow. It's the turtle. Yeah. I was very impressed while we started this. I was like, "Let's go." Like my little I and you were like, "We're it's okay." I got another phone call to take. Don't worry, I'm going to do a little email here. Why don't you have something to drink? I got this clean water. Try this. That was yeah. like, that whole rhythm is so what our society needs right now. So thank you, because I'm learning about that. That's why I live in Hawaii. Absolutely. It really slows me down. That island will help you. That island is my medicine. I feel bad sometimes. Like, yeah. I come in there, whoa. It's interesting. And, and on the island, it just, sometimes I feel so slow, like, like it's a real like, I know. It's like every one second is actually like three seconds. So right? I would love to leave that, leave us with that. If yep. there's a message to take away from this, yes, you should go get your chart and come study and all that. Yep. Slowing down, taking breaths. This is what I've learned this life. The slower I go, the more I get stuff done. Absolutely. I've really made a promise to myself. So today when I was coming here and things were going off a little bit, they weren't as I expected. My son didn't come and the, the freedom. I had to slow it down, sit with myself in my meditation this morning and say, hands off the wheel, you're not in charge, mm. and you can trust. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. And then, watching you, and then watching you really echo that. Because yeah. I think I'm going slow, but I'm really not. Right. I'm always telling, I've always noticed that. I tell myself we're going to slow down, and I'm like, Deborah, And that was a little slow. It's slower. all relative. Exactly. Right? And, and it shows you. Yes. And that's why it's so important to take a deep breath and listen to the podcast and then stop and reflect back with yourself. Do I give myself the gift of breath? Yeah. I mean, I'm really impressed. But you have four plants in Taurus. you got a little thing on me. I've got the little Gemini thing. Yeah. I, I did an interview about three years ago after a ceremony that I had just gotten back from in Peru, and uh, it was Pete Evans' interview. And he wanted to get into psychedelics and plant medicines, and I have a, I have a background in that. And, of course um, you do. That's all ruled by Neptune. That may, yeah, no, it makes total sense. And um, he said, how do people start their journey into psychedelics? And I said, well, and he goes, there has to be intention there, right? Well, I'm like... Obviously, there has to be an intention, but we have to reverse that a little bit. There has to be intention in people's breath, let alone psychedelics and going into, you know, the blurred state. Most people have no intention on their own breath. I know. How are they going to have intention dying before they die and going into that level of mysticism? So if you're hearing all this, Start with your breath, your prana, your chi, your life force, the convergence. I've so learned how to do this. Yeah. I made a practice. One year, every year on the new year, I pick a word. 
And I let that word follow me through the whole year. And one year, the word was breath. And that really taught me to intentionally breathe. I didn't, I didn't know I didn't know. I didn't know I wasn't doing it. What happens? You come out the womb and you take a breath. And that breath is that first kiss from the sky. And then all the stars tell you the next thing you know, they're giving you this download. Here's what you're here to do. Let me ask you this. On a on an electromagnetism, on a material level, right? And I'll give you just a quick example. Dimethyltryptamine, DMT, right? Many people are drinking ayahuasca. Many people are freebasing this in different forms. In my opinion, DMT is the material world alchemy that transports the soul in and out of the body. Wow. That's my take. And, I, and we can go into depth I would listen. Of that. I believe you, Mr. Neptune. There's a pharmacokinetic perspective of looking at that. There's a, also an experiential perspective. So, so there is a soul in the body. We're just experiencing it through this morphogenic field and this holographic world. What do you think is happening in the science cosmology of that first breath out of the womb? Do you think there is a mineral? Do you think there is a magnetism? Do you think there's a, a lightning? The there's, it's Ormus. You know, Tesla said there's a coil. I mean, what do you think is happening on, on the fundamental laws? It, and just, this is a postulation, right? Yeah. And my Mercury and Taurus doesn't postulate well. Okay. So I would just say in no uncertain terms, having watched the birthing and the chart and been in the room, yeah. that it is definitely being organized by a very high level of consciousness, that it was signed before it got here, that there's yep. a contract that's in place, the actual chemistry involved of how the brain, the heart, the body all go into alignment with your chart, and I can tell your body type based on this, I'm not going to even try. Okay, so maybe it was, it was, it was built beforehand. It's definitely an intelligent, you are and asking. the chart is just giving us the system to lock in on. Yes, to give it's us not, access. The, the, the lock-in isn't shooting the lightning strike to turn it on. Or maybe it's both. I think it is. Okay. I think there is a moment of birth when the whole system gets activated and lightened up. I think there is something so to be like saved. It's like a software. The moment you enter the sphere of reality, yeah. the software comes into alignment, the picture is taken, it's tattooed on your soul, and that's that. But the better question you're asking, which I really appreciate, is what is the intelligence? You go, you really want this, you sad you. Yeah. What is the intelligence operating here? And the astrologer is going to tell you humility is the only word I know second to mystery. Mm. I cannot, and I'm not going to pretend. And I, I, I'm humble. I'm not the new age woo woo astrologer. I love what she is saying right now. Humility is and what the mystery, the, the truth. It's all about the and mystery. And how dear my that's, mind, I got the willies. That's how the, dear my mind take the position of knowing when I know my heart is so innocent and so young and so sweet. The, Let her lead. This is it. This is what I have a problem with modern science is that. They know but you that. have such an appetite. Look at you. Uh -huh. You're such a brainiac. And it's so wonderful because the ancient ones knew there were systems put in place. Sure. There is numerology. There is astrology. There's the Tarot. There's the old Kabbalah, which is based on astrology. And the end of the story, get ready. I've written a book. Do you know this? No. Called The Missing Element. And the subtitle is Compassion for the Human Condition. Wow. And in the book is the four elements, 
which is the system that ever from Egypt to the Buddhists to the Hawaiians to the Jews, every system is based on the four elements. I got the willies again. And so I suggest, because I'm a little slow, remember that part I, I realized when I was young? The four elements. Yeah. If you master the magician in the tarot deck, the first card is the fool. Like, you're going to go down there again? Are you crazy? Yeah, like, it's, really? Like, I'm not even, I can't believe I did it again. Yeah. And then the first stop is the magician card, and on the magician's desk is water, air, earth, and fire. Go look at the card. Yeah, yeah. So if you're willing to learn the elements, which is what my book's about, and the simplest version, and that comes back to water. Can you sit in silence? Do you know how to meditate? Do you know how to take deep breaths, said the air sign? Can you speak truth? Can you, you're so good. Can you ask all these questions? Then comes earth. Can you put it in your body? Right. Can we get out of our heads for 10 minutes and have the yum yum factor? Yep. And then fire. Woohoo! Here comes the orgasm. Where's the fun factor? If you're not having fun, go home. Absolutely. So it's, it's all this. It's, it's symbiotic. Little, it is. It I is. know that was. <laughs> It's, it's symbiotic. And that's the Equal word. Equal organism by the, the sum of, of all company. parts. That's right. I know. And I kept trying to see. I was looking at that word going, he deliberately chose, and now I see. Yeah. So the symbiotic is those four elements and the divine between the soul and the personality. Yeah. Sew them together. Now, can we be done? Because I have to finish this now. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to drop the mic. But people, <laughs> I know, but we're going to do this again in Hawaii. I want to get into the, the next conversation. I want to I want your perspective on Vedic astrology. I want your perspective on Rahu. I want your perspective so on all of those things. We can go deep on I, that. You've been studying this when I wasn't around? I mean, this has been part of my cosmology. 16 past lives, that's yeah. what you want to say? Pro probably. Yeah, We've noticed you're a little old over there. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Yes, you've got that very clear Neptune Sagittarian philosopher who said to the moon in Capricorn, right now, you know that your moon will do this later. The moon and Mars were standing together. They were right next to you. If you looked at the day you were born, the moon and Mars, which means you... So I'm ready to war for you're, war? On the practical world. Yeah. Your war is like, can we get Capricorn? Yeah. Like, let's get something done. You're so... I can't... I go crazy if I'm not know. getting shit done. And that's something that we're I've been working talk on. about that right after so this is over. Sit still. Uh -huh. Observer But I need on. to make sure, like, part of the team is getting it done if I'm sitting still. Right. It's, it's interesting. I can see it right here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to end now, but we're going to turn on your observer even more before I finish today. I love it. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Super gratitude and... Farsi, we say, um, merci azizam, which is thank you so much, dear, for being here. Really appreciate um, the connection and what you're doing and helping people. I feel the same way about you. you. Thank you. I will receive yeah, that because it has been a long time. I'll see Many you on the island, too. Yes. Well, yeah. We're going to do the aloha. That's right. Thank you. Deborah Silverman, which is just her name in this life. Probably a billion other pronunciations of your being. Thank you for showing up. Thank you. What a ride. <laughs> <laughs>